said, this is the F Illness Podcast, and we are back again with Bridget and Michael. We were talking in our first episode about diagnosis stories and where they are in their lives, and as you can see, we all have very different backgrounds, different ages, and everything, and now I want us to kind of start back in where we left off, and really what this episode is about is more about what pushes you and keeps you going and you know, we ended talking about the mental aspect and how it messes with you and all the disease and the drugs and everything. So I'd really love to hear from you guys where your head was at, you know, when you were first diagnosed compared to transplant compared to now and what you each do to get up each morning to keep going, regardless of side effects, issues, whatever you diagnosis, Bridget, like whatever else you have going on, what keeps you going? Um, well, I, I mean, first, first of all, my family, that's, I can go ahead and start off with that. Um, I mean, when I was first diagnosed, I was 13. So like I said, it was very young and, um, I was bullied. I was, it was, you know, everything on top of the dialysis, chemo, plasma, I was in the hospital receiving messages about you deserve what you're, you know, you deserve this illness, you're better off dead, you know, all you do is sit in a hospital all day, it was, I remember I was on my, because I was a Make-A-Wish kid, I got my wish, and my wish was to go on a shopping spree in New York, and I remember when I was at a restaurant out there in New York, I got a message from um, one of my, like, ex-boyfriend's friends, and he posted on my Facebook, Um, he said, your ex Bridget is a psycho bitch with no kidneys. And I received this message when I was in New York on my make a wish trip. It was, you know, it was a lot, but, um, I was definitely, it was so hard. I was such a social butterfly. I was the type of person that would walk into a room. I was the classmate that would blurt stuff out. I was I loved attention. I would talk. I was run up to anybody. I was a social butterfly. I loved talking to people and just being energetic and crazy. And I was so out there. I mean, I was, I just felt like I, you know, I loved being, I was very extreme with my personality. I'll just say that. Um, But after my transplant or after getting sick and just the bullying and everything, I was a little I went into my shell. I did not talk. I did not. It was, I was very, I turned into a very silent person. Um, it made me into a completely different person. And even, you know, to this day, it trans, you know, transformed me into who I am now. But, um, uh, you know, through the bullying and everything, my family was my rock. My mom and my sister got me through every stepping stone through everything if I didn't have them I would not have made it out of there I was I mean the health part was obviously so much but the mental toll it took on me was the worst that was and uh, because I was going to so many therapists and psychiatrists they had me on crazy amounts of antidepressants, antipsychotics, just all these crazy medications. And I was so young. I remember um, I got home from the hospital one time and my mom made me toast and she came over and she brought the toast to me and I started bawling, crying because the toast was too burnt. I couldn't handle my emotions 
I just was like, this is so burnt. Like I, just, I was just like freaking out because my toast was burnt. I couldn't handle my emotions. The, there was no control over anything. I felt like I literally didn't have control over my life in the least bit when it came to my emotions, when it came to anything. I, I was at a point um, with my illness when I first got sick, I couldn't shower. Um, I, I had to sit in a chair when I was showering. I had to use a wheelchair to go anywhere. So I was very, very ill and uh, it just made me into a very, you know, I, if I ever talked even to my closest friends about my illness, it was just like, shut up. Like, and I remember it was like, you don't have cancer. Like you're not, you're fine. Because when I was mm -hmm. talking about, you know, I was on chemotherapy, yeah. they were like, no, you're not like, you don't have cancer. Why would you be on chemotherapy? These kids were, you know, it was, they were kids. They don't understand that right. you don't have to have cancer to be dying. Right. <laughs> so. It right. was very much people downplaying everything. You know, I was, I couldn't go to school after freshman year. I was doing home hospital. So I was, and I remember I tried to go back because I did a year and a half of hemodialysis and then I did a year and a half of PD. And when I started PD, I was able to go back to school more. So I was, I, I was going back to school more sophomore year. I went for, um, I tried going for about four months, but the bullying got so bad, I ended up having to move away. But I, when I was going to school, um, I had a best friend there. And I remember she would make me feel horrible if I ever missed school. I felt like I was, I remember um, when I got my permit and I would drive myself to class, I would wake up and I would have to just like pull over on my way to school and throw up and just get to class. Cause I'm like, I can't let my, anybody down. I need to get to school or else I'm just, I'm not going to make friends. I'm not going to have friends anymore because you know, like, but then again, it was like, if she had the flu or cold, I was understand. It was, you know, very much, it was a lot, but, um, it's, it's, I'm a completely different person. Like I said, um, I'm, I'm very, it, it took me into a whole depressive state that I was in for a long, long, long time. And I think within the past year, I actually finally just got out of, um, I, a lot that um, just held me on is my family. My nephew was born, uh, seven, he's seven now, but he, when that kid was born, he brought a whole different life. I, it was like, he was my own. My sister was, um, she lived right um, like across from me. So when he was born, she was, I was like his second mom. That kid is like my life. So it was like, give me a whole other meaning to live. And I was like, I have to get better for this kid. Like, and it was right, um, he was born right before my transplant. So it was like, I am staying healthy for this kid. Like I'm fighting for this kid. He was the light of my life. So I was kind of like, you know, I, the, I realized that the bullying, it didn't matter. Like this kid brought a whole different like meaning to life for me. So sorry if I get emotional, but, um, yeah, yeah. It's fine. you're good. You're good. But, um, to push me to, you know, fight really hard and, and, uh, get through everything. And, um, my family just, just honestly saved my life. If it wasn't for my mom, um, I, I definitely wouldn't be here. Wow. So they're a big, big part of it. Wow. Well, I'm happier here. <laughs> Me too, Bridget. I'm glad you're here too, Bridget. <laughs> okay. And thank you for like sharing that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like that whole bullying thing, all of that, like I didn't have that, right? Because I was mostly healthy. Like I had other issues through school, but like I didn't, that's something like 
that I don't personally know. And there's so many people that can relate to that who are younger and yeah. people who are older. Like, you know, I've experienced some bits of like, like friends and relationships and people who are supposed to be there who aren't, who treat yeah. different, all of that. But that's a whole there other you go. of bullying and things like that. And I'm so sorry that you have to go through that, but really appreciate yeah. that you shared that because there is going to be somebody who can relate to that. Because it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a very oh, yeah. real thing okay. that people don't realize. Yeah. And so thank people, you. For and people then, are harsh. They <laughs> are. But we got to fight through. It's, it's, I definitely just learned, you know, whether you're healthy, whether you're sick, people are going to say stuff. And it's all about fighting and just staying positive And just, that's honestly all it is, is waking up and being happy you're alive and honestly anything everything that just makes me happy is like you know with new diagnosis you know like you know you were saying I feel like I'm getting diagnosed with new stuff all the time but I'm never gonna sit in the pity of any of it all because I'm grateful to wake up regardless of being in pain or anything I'm happy to be alive and see another day so it's just taking it day by day and knowing that I have another day to see and that's that's a blessing in itself that's very it is yeah um I guess what keeps me going is um my family number one um my babies um 10 6 and 4 so um whenever I think of man this is tough you know I have no choice you know, they, they kept me going. Without them, I can be honest, there were times where, like, I, I wanted to give up completely and just, like, you know what? I was dealt this bad hand. I can't deal with it. I was so – I've been an athlete my whole life. I can't take this. I, I don't know. I didn't understand. And at one point, I didn't want to understand. I just, like, this is it, you know? Um, and if, and if, it, if it wasn't for, for them um, – there's, I, I may not be here having this conversation, just being being honest. There were many a nights. I remember one, um, my mom came to help with the kids because I couldn't do anything after dialysis. Um, yeah. And my wife had to run to practice. Um, and I remember telling her, you know, mom, I, I, I don't, I give up. I don't want to live. Um, tired of throwing up every morning, being in so much pain and and just being sick and, and wondering, will I get on the list at first? And when I do, will I get a kidney? Um, you know, and the disappointments of friends and, and ex-teammates and family going to get tested and nope, not a match, not a match. And you're sitting there wondering, um, you know, um, but that's what kept me going, my, my family. And I kept telling myself, because I'm 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 a I'm a warrior. People that know me know I, I don't give up. So when I got reached that point, I shut completely off. Um friends would come by the house. I would not let them in. I would tell them, don't open the door. There was probably I remember three weeks I didn't leave my bedroom. I didn't want my kids in the room. No one. I didn't eat and I didn't move out of that bed for three weeks. Um in that time I went from 205 to 159 pounds in three and three weeks because I would I did not move I did not eat um my mom would come and just try to force ice chips I, I had given up um and now 
um, being on the other end since my transplant, what keeps me going is not being in that bed, not getting in that state mentally. Um, as I said, today made 276 straight days that I've done 30 minutes or more of some type of exercise. Um, most days at 4.13 in the morning, because I know if I'm up, as you said, Bridget, we're up, you were happy about life. Um, I'm not going to get in that state anymore. Um, so every morning my alarm goes off. I have about six ounces of black coffee, 32 ounces of water. I go downstairs um, and, and do some type of, of, of workout. And Nika kind of inspired me when, when we kind of met. I was looking through all the different kidney groups, um, and some of them are so depressed. <laughs> And, and I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And I came across your page. Um, and first thing I said was, there's no way she had a kidney transplant. She's doing bikini contests. She looks great. Um, and it kind of inspired me that if it's true, I still didn't believe it, then I can get myself back. And it was weird because, Nick, I don't know if you remember, I was asking you questions and sent you a picture and was like, hey, what do I need to work on? Because I was so self-conscious. I was so used to, um, and not being vain, just being transparent. Everywhere I went, I was, you know, the fittest guy, or always in shape, and got complimented. Um, right. And you get that's a mindset. You live that. Yeah. That's you. And yes. the transformation that your body goes through with kidney disease and and lupus, and then the dialysis. Um, you know you you're like, I lost my sense of identity, you know, and that's kind of sad to say, because I know I'm more than what I look like and what I feel like. But just being honest, I lost my sense of identity. I didn't want to go anywhere. I was always used to people coming up, you know, where, you know, what do you, what do you do? What do you eat? You're in so good shape, you know? Um, and I didn't get it anymore. And, and, and I was in a very depressed state. Um, because that was my whole life, you know, that was, that was just me. Um, and maybe why I'm, I'm so anal about it now that, you know, getting myself back right, but that helps me stay on track every day I wake up um, to kind of remind, and Nika, you inspire me that, you know, we all have this, we're dealing with this, but we can, we can beat it and we have to beat it every day. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, people don't understand that, we're dealing with it here every day. They see us. They see Bridget. Oh, wow. Look at her. She's pretty. She's doing great. They don't understand the mental aspect. You know, you doing a bikini contest. Um, people don't understand that. Yeah, you're doing that. But we have to take steps in life that other people don't. You know, people look at me crazy because I'm always questioning what's in that. Any yeah. grapefruit in there? You know, what's in that? Yeah. They're like, hey, I thought grapefruit is the fruit is good. Not for me. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Things like that, you know. Um, why are you so picky about what you eat? Because, you know, and going through that whole story with them over and over because people just don't get it. And honestly, I didn't get it. I didn't think about it until it happened to me. Yeah. You know, I I didn't. I mean, who sits around but, you know, being able to educate or to let people know. Um that kidney disease is real um and it's terrifying but also on the other side if you look at us three that you can make it and 
live a healthy, inspiring life. Um, you just can't let it weigh you down. So yep. that's that's what keeps me going. Um, Nika, you keep me going. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, My stubbornness. <laughs> you know, so that, yeah, I mean, Bridget, when you say like the, the bullying and stuff like, I'm 44, so I didn't, I was, I'm just 18 months out. Um, yeah. So I wasn't young. Um, I guess I'm the uh, the old one of the group, but Nika has the old kidney of the group. Um, I didn't experience any of that. But what I did experience was people that I thought were in my corner. Um, family too, not just friends, family too. Um, and it taught me a lot about not who my true friends are, but who were not my real friends yeah. and family. Um, you know, to you know, I, I had a list and I wrote down, it was my way of dealing with it. I wrote down a list, not because I'm I'm spiteful or wanting to get back, but I had to have this for closure with myself to dismiss a lot of people. Yeah. That that were there, you know, when when times were good and and you know, Michael's all healthy and and you know, and then when I hit rock bottom, I mean, you're 48 hours or I could have been dead and these people disappear. I'm not mad at them, but they put their self in that place and I just keep them there. You know, yeah. I'm not letting them back in. Um, and that's just me. I mean, some people may say, well, that's mean or unforgiving. No, because they didn't walk through through my shoes. And when you're down, each one of you have your own story. When you're at bottom, Sometimes that's all you want is hope. That one yeah. phone call from that person. One. Yeah. You're hoping. I know they're going to call me. They care yeah. about me. They're my friend or they're my family. And you hear nothing yeah. until after. Oh, I'm glad you're <laughs> doing great. Well, yeah, what about, you know, <laughs> that's, the, the it's, times when, you, you know, and, and that was kind of yeah. hard to deal with. Um, and that keeps me going, too, in somewhat of a selfish way. Sana, I'm going to show you. Yeah. yeah, I'm back. I'm back. That's so watch a, me. Oh I'm yeah, back better than before. Oh, you yeah. know, um, so a mixture of all of that is what keeps me going. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to that. It's it's crazy the whole kind of you know just like pushing like yeah I I'm here I like I made it. But I remember when I got out of the hospital, I had a sleepover with all my friends. It was, um, as soon as I got out, it was two days after I got out, but prednisone, I was on 50 or I think I was on like 75 milligrams. I blew up. I was horrible, like moon face. And I remember when I had my sleepover, I had probably seven of my friends. And, um, I remember I was the first one to fall asleep and I woke up in the middle of the night and they were all talking and I didn't want to say anything because they were talking about me and I just wanted to hear what they were saying. And I remember one of my friends said, well, what did, um, what happened when you first got here? And she was like, well, I just walked in and she had just gotten out of the shower and I saw her. And the second I saw her, I just, I knew Bridget, like that was not Bridget anymore. Like Bridget is not Bridget anymore. And right. I just remember like that broke me. Mm -hmm. I yeah. was just like, wow, like, wow. And then funny to say, like, you're, I, you know, like, kind of like, I'll show you, but I was, um, I don't live in my hometown anymore, but I come and visit to, for work and stuff. And I was recently at a restaurant probably two weeks ago 
And somebody that I went to high school with was my server. And she was like, oh my gosh, I've been watching all your videos. I never knew how much you struggled in high school and everything that you went to. Like, I, I'm so sorry about like everything. Like I had no idea. And I was just kind of like, wow, like this was, and I had known this girl since seventh grade. She was never a close friend, but she was definitely someone that knew about everything that was going on and right. someone that I had a contact with through everything. And it's just crazy that, you know, like you said, after transplant, everyone reached out. Oh my gosh. And it was crazy because after transplant, I had friends again. <laughs> everyone wanted to hang out right. again. I was healthy. I was, <laughs> I was back to life. I was out. Yeah. I, was, I had a birthday party. I had, you know, it was, it was, you know, normal life again. But I, and I think I, um, I, I don't, I'd never really put, I think a big part for me was that I knew everyone was so young with how they were treating me. And I never really like held them to that because I was like, we're all kids. And I know that we all have like stuff going on. Like high school was starting. We wanted to start our lives. So after, you know, there was obviously those ones that bullied me that I don't give the time of day, but when I have people like from high school that are like, wow, like I watch your videos. I'm like, awesome. Like, I'm glad that you guys, you know, people are finally realizing like everything, yeah. but it makes Awareness. me, exactly. And it, it makes me honestly like so happy to like get those little messages from high school and like from people. And even the, even the people that bullied me or anything, I'm still like, well, thank you. Like, you know, I made it. I told you so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Like, what's so cool about that is like what you're doing with your YouTube videos and everything too is that, and your story through that, those people who might have bullied you or people who didn't know, you know, they're 23, 24, they may already have kids or gonna have kids. Now they're knowing what their impact or how they behave yep. affected you. So they are going to be in a better position mm -hmm. with their children should there be somebody with an illness to set them on the right path should their children do or try to do to somebody else what other kids were doing to you. It's impacting another generation. And I think exactly. that's really awesome. And that's really important because, as, you. you know, you are obviously younger than us as far as like the school, but like especially the generation that's in school now social media is even bigger bullying. Oh yeah. Whole, right. like, it's a whole other yeah. level that, you know, well, we I, just I, talked about that right. during our break. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. But a whole other level that I didn't have to deal with. And so like, I think it's really cool that these people are now able to see and hear how that impacted you and then can help their children and other people make better choices. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually think it's funny because the boy that sent me the message when I was in New York, he got married about two years ago and he has a little baby girl now. And I, it was, it was so crazy because when I got that message, I, I never had much spike to him. There was never, obviously I was angry, but I never, you know, I never try to hold hate. Like, I don't care. I have right. too much, too much going on. I don't care. But I always felt like I was like, this boy is going to have, you know, like, I feel like some, he's going to, I, I always felt like he was going to have a little girl and he was going to get married young and he was like going to have like a self-reflection or just like something. And it was weird because, I mean, I still have not heard from him, but it was crazy because a year and a half ago when all that happened, I was like, maybe this is his, you know, realization, whatever it was, you know, to get married and have like a little girl. And maybe throughout me sharing my stories, one day he'll stumble across it or whatever it is. And I just think like, 
you know, like, you know, God works in crazy ways. And I just, I'm like, you know, it's crazy yeah. that back when I was 16 and I thought like this boy's going to get married young, like he's going to have a girl. And it's just, I don't, I don't know why I thought that, but I just did. And then it happened. And I'm like, it's not that it plays a role into like my health in any way, but I definitely was like, I, I hope that him seeing that baby girl and his wife, you know, kind of makes him like realize the trauma of what he did, he did, you know? Yeah, no, you know, you want everybody to grow out of whatever oh, yeah. hurtful, negative, hatred thing they might have done and exactly. hope that everybody grows and, you know, everybody makes mistakes and does things that are hurtful unintentionally, intentionally, and yeah. you, know, you want them to be of better. Course, right? yeah. we, we all want to be better. That's, yeah. you know, that makes perfect just, you Just use it for your own fuel, you know? Take their negative. Yep. Exactly. Use it for your <laughs> own positivity. You know what I mean? And then in the back of your mind, if that's what keeps you going a little bit, you know, use it. But, you know, like Nika said, you know, we want people to grow. Um, yes. And I think that when, when people hurt me, whether it's intentional or not, um, I just now channel it in as, as my own fuel. Yep. That, you know, I'm better, I'm better than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what I've gone through, what you two have gone through, no one can say anything that's going to, you know, break my shield anymore. Yeah. You know, I'll tell him, sit down. You got a few minutes. I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, um, you know if, if, if you really want, you think you can get to me, sit down. I'll tell you what I've been through. Yeah. Um, and, and I just use it as, as positivity. So um, you're doing, I, I, I can't imagine, Bridget, um, going through it at your age that you did. Um, so, you know, hats off to you. Because being young, you don't even have understanding of life. Um, I mean, I don't still don't have all the understanding. Right. <laughs> we, we never do. But just going through something at, at such a young age, um, I couldn't imagine. So I'm glad that you're Thank here. Thank you. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Really, really well, yeah. Good point. And I, I want to touch on this and this be kind of like the close to this episode for us. You know, we talked about like what fuels us. And it seems for all of us, it's like family and children make a difference like my you know my goddaughter was born a couple days after my transplant my friend brought her there's a really funny picture of me holding her in the hospital it looks like I had a baby but I didn't <laughs> my favorite picture every year at her birthday I pulled it and my transplant numbers I pulled that picture out I'm like see here's two days you know whatever within my transplant um and Michael we were talking about this a bit on the break and then Bridget you and I talked about this at dinner so I think it's the perfect way to wrap this up is and with social media and so we now, you know, you have the world around you outside and then we have social media. We all, I've met you both through these chat groups and forums for kidney disease and kidney transplants. And there's so much negativity, which we've all talked about in these groups, yes. which are designed for, right? We all need an outlet. We need a place when we don't feel heard, like we talked about, you know, who loves you or who doesn't when you're sick. So people escape. Right. And for some people right. coming online, that's the only support they have. And that's yeah. the only place they have to vent their feelings. And I totally get yeah. that and respect that. And I've used it, you know, we've all used it for that. Mm -hmm. But with mm -hmm. so much negativity that it feels like sometimes online, and then on top of the outside world, on top yeah. of medical doctors and everything else, yeah. what keeps you positive? Like Bridget, you were talking about like with your transplant, you're like, I knew I was going to get it. That was going to be my kid, you know, and yeah. everything else it's like, there's all this around us and things we choose to be part of. We choose to be a part of these groups. Mm -hmm. right. That supportive community. 
So then what is your filtering mechanism or how do you deal with negativity and keep your positivity and keep that going to keep you healthy and keep you moving forward? Um, honestly, I, a big part of it all is I, um, like I said before, I was in a big depressive episode for a long time. And this past year, I took a long time of just self-reflecting. I write a lot. I love poetry. And I took a lot of time of just looking at myself and everything that I've been through and realizing like people my age have not been through nearly any of this. I sat back and had to really evaluate my life and kind of just, you know, I hear people tell me all the time, like, you're, you know, like, wow, like you're so amazing, everything you've been through, but it flies over my head. It's not anything that I've ever really taken. And, you know, you kind of, you hear it and it's just kind of like, thank you, but you never really take it in. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit back and kind of realize for myself, like, wow, I am kind of a badass. Like, <laughs> I kind of did. You are. Like, yes, you are, girl. Yeah. I, I, you know, so after, after sitting back and realizing everything that I've been through and still going through of, you know, three different new diagnoses of ulcerative colitis and rheumatoid arthritis and the cyclic vomiting syndrome this year, I'm like, you know what? Throw it my way. I'll, I'll hit them. I'm, you know, it's, I am, there's nothing that is going to stop me. Good yeah. pasture syndrome, one in two million. I kicked that out of the way. Everything coming my way, I am, you know, I don't think there's anything coming my way that I can't fight through and get through. So I am just waking up and I am blessed to wake up and just be happy. Like I said, regardless of pain or anything, I just want to get up and the sun's shining, I'm not in a hospital bed. I'm gonna go out and take advantage yep. of it. Even if I am in a hospital bed, go. I'm awake, I'm alive. I'm not hooked on dialysis. I am nowhere near where I was years ago. I am beyond blessed to even have the care that I need to. If, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, I'm blessed to be in California, I'm blessed to be in the US to have the proper care that I need. There is no reason for me to be sad at all because that's just going to make everything worse. It's just so much better to just wake up and be happy because why be sad? There's no point. <laughs> it's just right. going to make life harder. <laughs> I feel you. Michael, what about you? You know, um, just to kind of piggyback off what Bridget said, you know, I, I just use that negativity to just fuel me, you know? Um, when when negativity comes my way, I shut it off completely. I don't I don't even play with it anymore because I don't have I have room for it, you know, yeah. or time for it. Um, because it can creep in, and once it gets into your mind, you know, you start living that way. So a lot of people, a lot of old friends, I I just I shut them off. I mean, that's it. I'm I'm blocking it. We've all been through so much. Our stories are different but we've all been through to and through is what I tell people. I went to the disease and got through it. So yeah. now I'm not going to let anything else in, you know, my motto is to and through, you know, in everything that I do in life, I tell my kids, my job is to get you to and through college. Then you're on your own with this <laughs> disease. We got to it and all three of us has gotten through it. Um, 
So I'm not letting negativity get to me so I won't have to go through it. I just nip it in the bud, you know. Um, close people too, you know. I just I just don't don't have the tolerance for it um, yeah. because I have to for me to keep my mental aspect, my mental standards very 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 high and positive. I don't I don't have room for it. Um, so looking through, um, I know people vent in 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 the different groups. I have too. Um, I just try to channel if I read ten negative ones then i'm gonna i'm not gonna stop until i read 11 positive ones (laughs) Um, you know because if i click off and i've read that last one that's negative i'm the type of i'm gonna think about it i'm gonna call my transplant i'm gonna worry somebody i'm gonna message you nika what about this you know um so if i read something negative i'm not gonna stop because there are positive stories out there and i just try to concentrate on on that like hearing your story bridget I had no idea. That's amazing. Um, and we already know about, you know, Miss Fitness over there. You know, her, <laughs> her story is, is amazing. Those are the type of stories that keep me going. Um, because for every good story that we're here talking about being able today, there's someone that's not, yeah, you know, that got, that got to and through it. So I think about that as well um, and just try to compartmentalize. Here are the bad things but here are the positive things and that's the compartment I open up, you know, when I'm feeling bad, but no negativity my way. No, no, yeah. no. I think that's a really good point. And I think like, we're all very similar in that. And which is why I'm so happy we're having this discussion and probably why I'm like drawn to you guys is that like, like I always say, like, it's a choice, right? Like right. I read the negative ones cause I want to be supportive. And I obviously want to, I want to help whoever I can, you know, because we've all been there. We know what that feels like. Right. Like, you shut yourself in your room for three weeks. Like, we know what that's like. And this yeah. is at the end. We're going to have ups and downs still. Like, you know, none of us are delusional. Like, ooh, life's perfect. No, this is just a treatment. We have a lot of stuff yeah. going on. And, like, I'll tell people all the time because I get, you know, the same things you do, Bridget. Like, oh, it's amazing. You're handling it so well. And I'm sure, Michael, you get this. And it's like, okay. Um, and you're right. You have to start being like, no, yeah, that's right. Like I have, but the other part is that like, you know, we take our transplant medications, right? Like we take a, we have a choice, you know, I take mine twice a day now. I'm assuming it's similar for you two or three times a day. I have nine and nine, right? I have the choice twice a day. I am making a choice, an active choice to stay alive. Right. Because without our transplants fail. And then we have a choice, dialysis, or to be dead. Like, that's yep. just plain and simple. People yeah. don't right, realize right. that end part because they're like, wait, dead? I'm like, yes, you die if your kidneys don't work. Yes. So <laughs> we are daily making these choices to stay alive and put effort into staying alive. Doctor's appointments, visits, all this stuff. So if you're putting so much effort into staying alive, at least for me, then I'm like, well, what am I going to bitch about? Like, I can choose to, you know, stay in a negative space but i'm putting all this work into staying alive i better enjoy it (laughs) go to the beach go to whatever i travel i better enjoy it because i'm putting more work into this than i do anything else in my life so i'm gonna make this shit worth it yeah there you go i'm doing exactly you know and i think that's the thing it's like at least for me it's like you're choosing what you put into yourself like you said what container you open michael and you know and Bridget, like congratulating yourself. And I think that's huge in the success moving forward. And when anything comes, like you're ready to tackle it, you're ready to take it on because you've chosen 
to take it on and you've chosen already before it even comes that you're going to beat it and you're going to be positive and you're going to you know have whoever around you or see the negativity and you're going to bring positivity to the people who are having a hard time and you're going to keep that going and i think you, you guys have both inspired me in different ways and i'm so grateful to be able to have these conversations with you and I wanted to thank you both so much for being on here because this was an awesome discussion. And I know a lot of people learn from both of your stories. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm sure I will have, we'll have another. We brought up so many things. I'm sure we will do another one soon. Thank you both. Let's so do much. it. Yes, we will. Let's thank you it. both so much. I will talk to you soon. All righty. Have you. a great day, guys. Thank Bye. you.